0: Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. I still here with Raheem, the dream, Palmer, Artura. You're back in Philly. Is that for the holidays or, or did Vegas kick you out? Yo, Vegas
2: kicked me out. I, <laughs> I, I had one of the worst runs of my life. So I was just like, I had to come home, resettle a little bit. Um, I'm still moving out of Vegas. It'll probably be around my birthday in March, but um, I'm going to be spending a cold winter in Philadelphia unfortunately. <laughs> that, that's a city, man. That's a city where it'll chew
0: you up and spit you out and eager to get you back. It's eager, man. It'll chew you up, spit
2: you out. like, can't wait for to come back. And you're going to come back. I'm not going to lie. Gonna I, I, I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it chewed me up because I was I, okay. was, I was dominant. I was dominating them for a while. It was bad. Like, I mean, like the first two weeks I had a sports book, like I was there for two weeks and one sports book was like, you know what? We're not even taking your action no more. And then Another sports book, they were like moving my, they were moving every single, every time I placed the bet, they would move the number. But it was just like, I had like a, I had like a really tough three, four weeks and I was like, I had to come home. But it was like like six months. For six months, I was dominant. Like I was like, it was like Floyd Mayweather versus Arturo (laughs) Gotti. The same effect you have on Sportsbook
0: is what my dad has on, on strip clubs in Vegas. Eventually, they just end up kicking him out, too. All right, let's get into this week of Thursday Night Football. San Francisco 49ers going to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point dog at home. Juice is on that number. Minus 118 on Fandle. if you want to take the plus three and a half. There's four in some spots. Total set at 43 and a half. Seahawks coming off a letdown loss to the Carolina Panthers where Geno Smith and Bruce Irvin both said they just beat our ass. Essentially, this physical, physical team that Steve Wilkes is putting together there in Carolina. Seahawks weren't ready for it. Geno Smith had one of his worst games of the season. Two picks in that one. San Francisco coming off an absolute bludgeoning of... Tom Brady and the Bucs, man. That game was 35-0 before the Bucs got the ball in the second half. It was a, an absolute slaughter. And I remember talking to you, I think it was off camera last week, where you're like, dude, I'm big on the Niners. I am big on the Niners. And we saw 35-7. to Brock Purdy coming in, making plays. San Francisco, hotter than I thought, man. I thought that the Jimmy G injury was going to hurt them more. Brock Purdy standing in there and making some plays. Preview this
2: matchup for me. You got San Francisco go to Seattle. This one is really, really tough for me um, because you guys know that I'm the captain of the Brock Purdy is the new Tom Brady fan base. But, I mean, Brock Purdy comes into this game with oblique injury. Um, He's not going to have too much practice time. And we all know he's not the most experienced quarterback. And on a short week, this is a really bad spot. And then obviously, Debo Samuel is still out for this game. But when you look at the other end, This Seahawks team has given up, like, 25 points a game over the last three, four games. So this this Seahawks defense is a complete mess. But, I mean, they're facing a banged-up 49ers team. So I think the 49ers are going to just try to run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. Um, The one thing I will say is the Seahawks, they give up a ton to tight ends. So Kittle should be, like, a good security blanket for Purdy in this matchup. Um, When it comes to just the side, I just— I feel like you're buying the 49ers at a premium in this spot. Um, my model obviously likes the 49ers They're really high on them, but laying a three and a half on a road with, you know, a seventh round quarterback who's just making his second start of his career, it's not ideal. I mean, in his first roll start. So I think this is probably Seahawks are passing like a kitchen sink spot, but I really don't want to back the Seahawks here, just, I mean, given their issues in, in terms of, you know, their defense right now. And it feels like Geno Smith has really regressed. So I'm probably going to stay away from this game, but I think it's probably Seahawks are past. I and mean, when you look at the 49ers, they're banged up on defense as well. So I mean, you look at Kerry Hyder, um, um, Eric Armstead, Javon Kenlow, all these guys are banged up. So um, the Seahawks are passing, but I'm probably going to stay away.
0: Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards the stay away as well. I, I pushed back a little bit in that Geno Smith has regressed. I, I still think he's playing really, really good football. I think top 10, top 12 quarterback play so far this season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last week's game wasn't great. I do know, though, of any defense. I mean, this San Francisco 49ers defense is different, right? I think they're averaging yeah. you know, 13.2 offensive points allowed per game. That's three points better than any other defense in the league. Like, they are limiting opposing offenses, and I think as good as Geno Smith has been, as good as the Seahawks offense has been, they're banged up at running back, too. Travis Homer was got the start, I believe, last week, played the majority of the snaps, at least, and that run game has not been the same since they lost Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny, so I worry about the injuries at running back. I worry about the defense in Seattle slowing down the Brock pot that, I mean, I guess the Brock pot's a slow cooker, but this guy moves with gas. I I, I really do like Purdy and, and San Francisco in this matchup. I don't know if there's value at three and a half, but man, The biggest biggest thing for me is Brock Purdy in the Shanahan offense, with Shanahan being the puppet master and pulling the strings. What he has to do is throw the ball with confidence under pressure and not put the ball in harm's way. And that's what he's done, right? Like, he's not, Shanahan is not asking him to push the ball downfield and be this downfield thrower. He only has five attempts over the last two games, more than 15 yards downfield. The only two quarterbacks with less over the last two weeks are Tyler Huntley and Sam Darnold. Kyle Shanahan knows, and and Purdy knows. Arm talent is not a strength for him, and pushing the ball downfield is not something San Francisco wants to do. However, get the ball out with accuracy, don't completely collapse under pressure, and you're going to be enough for us to be competitive in games, especially against bad football teams, as bad as what the Tampa Bay, or Tampa Bay, what the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers <laughs> have been with Tom Brady so far this year. So I do think that San Francisco is going to be able to beat up on bad football teams. I do think that Brock Purdy is meeting, if not exceeding expectations, as the new puppet in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, I don't know if I have a strong lean though. on uh, taking them at three and a half. If it gets down to three with that push probability, maybe I start to sprinkle a little bit more on the Brock pot, but uh, it's hard to say. Any Any plays on the total? 43.5 feels low for inside a dome. Um, but obviously, the San Francisco 49ers defense allowing very, very few points per game. Um, going to be difficult to see a high scoring affair, at least on the Seahawks side of the ball.
2: Yeah, my model likes this to go over by far. But I mean, oh, wow. it's just, it's just, it's so tough for me just because, I mean, you look at Brock Purdy, I think they only, they only threw the ball 21 times last week. So I, I just don't know if you're going to get the 49ers really opening things up. This just feels like, I mean they opened this total low for a reason, but I think what did this open up forty one and I think it's actually been bet up a little bit. So um obviously there's some people who like the over here. Um I'm I just this is a complete stay away just for me, just because I just don't know what to do with a a, a quarterback on his second start on the road yeah. on a short week. It's just that that changes everything for me. For like if, if this was like a Sunday game, maybe I feel a little bit different, but you know, a short week, first roll start in and Seattle. He's and he's banged up. I, I just can't do anything with this.
0: Vandal's so intimidated by the Brock Pot, not even giving me some passing prompts for, for my guy. I can't even bet any overs for for Brock Purdy. So they're 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 scared. They're scared to compete. Scared to compete uh with him. I think looking at some of the rushing props, I think Christian McCaffrey's rushing total is a bit high, 78 and a half yards. I don't know if I like that. I would rather if I'm betting an over for Christian McCaffrey, I look at his receiving yards at 38 and a half. I could see that happening um, for San Francisco. D- outside of that, I don't see the props. I don't see a lot of lucrative props here. If you're looking for some you know, first touchdown scorer stuff or anytime touchdown scorer stuff, I do like um how often you know, are looking at Travis Homer just because I think it might be the healthiest back that they have, but I don't know. It, 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 we have to wait for injury reports on this one. It sucks because we record this podcast, obviously early Wednesday morning, don't have the full injury report yet. We don't know how healthy Brock Purdy is or how healthy these running backs are for Seattle. Um, hard, hard to have a heavy lean in the props market either. I think McCaffrey over receiving yards is
2: probably my only one. I, I think if I'm going to go with anything, I'm gonna go with Kittle, maybe Kittle over 41, one yards. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. Debo. So I think he's going to be the security blanket. Um, I think he got targeted five times last week, three times the week before. I think you see those targets go up. I um, know only, only had 28 yards last week, but I think he'll get some more targets this week and he'll be the security blanket. So I think I would go over 41 and, and a half um, receiving yards, but that's just a lead for me right now. You're going
0: to have George Kittle too, anytime touchdown score plus 220. I don't hate that, especially when the rest of the market is... Christian McCaffrey minus 155, Kenneth Walker plus 105, Brandon Ayuk at plus 135. I'm staying away from those. I like George Kittle at plus 220 of any of the any time touchdown score props. That's going to do it, though, for Thursday Night Football. Raheem, I, I'm happy you're back in Philly. I don't like that you're cold. I want you back in Vegas, but uh, home for the <laughs> holidays, I
2: don't think it's a bad thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good to see the family. I didn't come home for Thanksgiving, um, so it's nice to be able to eat Christmas dinner. Um, with mm. my family and exchange gifts and, you know, just have a good time and, you know, see a lot of my friends and stuff like that. Cause you know, I've been born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, haven't seen a lot of my friends in months So this is great. Didn't come home for Thanksgiving back for Christmas for the dinner. Talk to me about what this plate's going to be. What's the Christmas dinner plate before we bring in Roger? Um, typically we eat the same thing as Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have, okay. some, I'm gonna have some turkey. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have some turkey legs. <laughs>
0: Okay, gotcha. Turkey legs it is. Raheem, always a pleasure. Let's bring in Roger Sherman, talk bowl games in college football.
1: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing in the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com Once again. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons.
3: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line
0: it's not the holy spirit it's not the son it's the raj father ready for some divine intervention as we preview these bowl games i was going over the bowl slate and (laughs) it's difficult man it is difficult to bet bowl games at like if you wanted to bet all the bowl games it's difficult with how many players you just don't know are playing, and like the two games that I wanted to highlight are Clemson, Tennessee, and Kansas State, Alabama, and even in those games we're still waiting on some decisions uh, on who's going to play and who's not going to play in those games. But um, I, I don't know what's your opinion before we get into betting the games. What's your opinion of what the transfer portal and the College Football Playoff how it's impacted bowl season?
3: First of all, you're right that it's it makes things complicated. But it doesn't necessarily make it a place where you're going to lose, mm-hmm. you know. If you look into who's playing in these games and you think about which players are going to be on the field, uh, there there are opportunities out there, and there's there's chances for you to seize. Obviously, it's a bummer that there are so many players. It used to be that bowl games were the highlight of a season, highlight of a team season, and now they're not. But nothing. Will lower my excitement, my anticipation for watching a random ass football game every day at like 2 p.m. from about December 22nd through the new year. That's, that's beautiful. Nothing can take away from that. Even the transfer portal, even players declare it for the draft. It's, it's the most wonderful time of the college football year. That's why I love you, Raj. That's
0: why I love you. Give me your first the, bowl game it, that you're previewed. It's not
3: the best time of the college football year. We probably just got through that with the rivalries, the conference championship games. But it's the most wonderful. We can we can sing the song. Where do you want to go to start here? What what game has your eye? What is the I, apple of your eye? I will actually be starting. My, my favorite line so far uh, in college football betting season is one of the first bowl games uh, happening this very Sunday the Wasabi Fedway Bowl, which is sponsored by apparently a company named Wasabi, not not just like the overall concept of of Wasabi, uh, this Saturday, December seventeenth, eleven a.m. Fedway Park in Boston, Massachusetts. They put a football field in there, and Cincinnati is playing Louisville. And the interesting thing here, uh. Louisville is actually favored in this game, even though their coach, Scott Satterfield, is now the new head coach at Cincinnati, the team they're playing in the game. One of the strangest situations imaginable. You talk about having trouble handicapping a thing. How weird is it? How do you factor in the fact that the guy who knows everything about Louisville's team is now a part of Cincinnati's program? That's 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 just a ridiculous situation and like part of you is like oh maybe the players at Louisville will be like oh we need to kick his ass we need to get him but I mean maybe they'll also just be sad because the guy they signed up to play for is on the other team he says he's not coming to the game the head coach for Cincinnati or the head coach for Louisville in this game will be Dion Branch the longtime New England Patriot Uh, the game is in Boston it's a very this Louisville team is decimated by the opt-outs, the transfer portal, and the NFL draft. You You lose the coach. You lose the offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach at Western Michigan. They lose the defensive coordinator. They lost basically every one of their positional coaches left to join the Cincinnati staff. They only have three of their coaches left. They only have the defensive line coach, the linebackers coach, the tight ends coach, their quarterback declared for the draft. Their wide receiver one, Tyler Hudson, declared for the draft. He had twice as many yards or twice as many catches as anybody else on the team. Their quarterback, Lee Cunningham, was almost definitely their best player. Their top running back is gone. Their top quarterback is gone. I don't know how Louisville is favored in this game. I just don't know how Louisville is favored in this game. Cincinnati also has their quarterback out, Ben Bryant. But if you this Louisville team has been decimated. And they were also not that good of a team during the season. They were seven and five, while Cincinnati was one of the best group of five teams in the country. I'm I'm really heavy on Cincinnati here in one of the first bowl games of the year.
0: I I, I don't blame you. I, I think getting on Cincinnati, and th- th- this was a part. It's a good game to highlight because I mentioned the transfer portal. I mentioned declining for the draft and how that impacts who's playing in these games. Didn't even factor in that Cincinnati's head coach now coaches at Wisconsin and Louisville's head coach now coaches at Cincinnati. Like that doesn't even factor it's in like the crazy. coaching carousel. It doesn't even factor in like the coaching carousel that can take place but prior to playing what is supposed to be, like you said, the cherry on top of the season, the bowl game. And I think that this is a very difficult game to handicap, not just yes. because of all the zaniness in coaches being fucking moved around and players being opted out, all that stuff. The injuries is the total. It's like we're the lowest totals of the, of the bowl season. It's not as low as Army-Navy, and that's obviously not a bowl game, but 39.5 Cincinnati-Louisville. Not expecting a lot of points this one. It's one of the lowest totals that you're going to see of any bowl game this year. That makes it difficult. I think that's why the spread is tight. If you saw this line get out to like 3.5 either side with a 39.5 point total, you're taking the dog the whole way. I don't know. I, I worry um, – about handicapping this game. I'm going to take the over though in some sloppy football and I'll ride with you uh, on Cincinnati.
3: I I think that's that's just that's just the thing where that 39 comes from the fact that neither of the starting quarterbacks are going to be. Exactly. exactly. I I think if you go down the losses, it's way heavier on Louisville side. And also, I just like don't know how you have a functional football team without with all of the all of the position. I don't know what the guys are like doing every meetings like they just have like a random like graduate assistant or something like telling them how to play offensive line it's just a weird situation and tough to handicap but that's part of the fun of bowl season now it's your turn to pick a game
0: the game i wanted to preview the orange bowl between two orange teams clemson tennessee clemson's a six and a half point favorite a lot of players a lot of talented players not playing on either side miles murphy Defensive lineman for Clemson, not going to play in this game, or he declared for the 2023 NFL draft as did off ball linebacker Trenton Simpson, one of the best linebackers in the country this year. Both those players not playing. DJ Uingalele isn't going to play in this one, has put his name in the transfer portal. And then for Tennessee, Hendon Hooker out with the ACL. Jalen Hyatt, receiver for them, I don't think he's going to play either. I think that's a big reason why it's a six and a half point. Dog. I look at the total and want a scream under here. No Hooker, no Hyatt yeah, Clemson's missing some defensive players, but also onto their, um, you know, not D.J. on the Lele. I don't know. I I think the under is, is probably the easier handicap for me than the spread. If I was going to lay a spread, I'd probably look at Tennessee plus six and a half, just because I think that's a large spread for... When both teams are just going to be out a lot of players, I think when you're looking at bowl games and you see big spreads, right? And it, it, this is factored in kind of the next game I want to preview: Kansas State and Alabama. That spread, if both players, if both teams were you know healthy and playing the players that they had all season, that spread would probably be over seven and a half, over nine and a half. Instead, it's three and a half because it's hard to handicap with how many players are out. A six and a half point spread. I lean Tennessee here, and I, I like I like the under as well, and some and some sloppier football with with um, with questionable quarterback play.
3: Yeah. Um, so. I think that the Clemson, the funny aspect is like I, I think we've talked about DJ Uangalele like five or six times on this show over the course of the season because mm-hmm. he was so mystifying and so tough to tough to wrap your head around. And it definitely feels like advantage Clemson that he's not there. People really believe in Cade Clubnick, and he was he was good at the end of the year. How much do we make of the fact that Tennessee goes into their last game of the year without headed hooker after he tears the ACL and scores 56 points on Vanderbilt wins 56, nothing like, uh, it's Vanderbilt, but you know, that's about how many points I would expect them to score with headed hooker. Uh, It's, it's not, it's not a huge drop off with, with, uh, Joe Milton, the former Michigan, I believe, uh, quarterback, uh, let me check out that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played, at, he played at Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. so, so re- really, again, another game where both teams are playing backups and that's why we have the deflated total, but I, I have faith in them to, to hit that number. I, I, I think the, I think Clemson's offense will look good. And as much as I like Hendon hooker and we hyped him up, we had the Hendon Hooker Heisman hype for exactly one week where we came on here and we hyped up Hendon hookers Heisman, uh, odds. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think Tennessee will is probably the smart play with the with a really big spread against a Clemson team that had some issues and also is playing even though he's talented he's their number two quarterback and I, I think Tennessee's offense will look okay too I, I think I think I think we're both on this the same side here
0: Yeah, Tennessee plus six and a half I, I like Joe Milton I think him him uh. He's he's not as good as Tendon Hooker, but him coming in, I think, will be okay. Um, and and obviously Clemson without so many defensive you know defensive players, guys that are going into the yes. draft, star players. Yes, I, I do, I do think that um, Tennessee covers the six and a half, and I would lean more towards the under than the over, knowing that we're gonna have backups
3: <laughs> so back galore in this one. We are on different sides of that one. Okay. the The, the thing is about the bowl season is, it's like the people who are setting the lines in some cases know as much as you if, if you give yourself a chance to look into it. There are players who haven't been playing in games. There mm-hmm. are, are teams trying out new things. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I, I feel like the books get way smarter than you when they have a lot of evidence more than you can you know track yourself. And wh- when there are so many unknowns going into these games. It gives you an opportunity to sort of break it down for yourself. And I love that. Let's talk about a game that everyone knows something bad is going to happen in this game. This is a horrible game and no one should watch it unless you're one of us disgusting human beings who is going to put money on it. Iowa versus Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. On New Year's Eve, if you want to flush your 2022 with the worst thing possible and send everything into the past and head into the new season with new hopes, this is the game for you. Are do you are you okay talking about this in public? Of course.
0: I, I, I think you say it's <laughs> ugly. I say it's beautiful. Uh, a 31 and a half point total. 31 and a half Iowa. point total. That's the lower lowest? than Army-Navy
3: was. Yes. This is the lowest total on record in college football. 31 and a half. That's there insane. Has, as far back as the records go, there has never been a game with a lower over under total. And so just, you want to take a quick second to board the Navy thing that happened last week? <laughs> yes. where Where we, we went on last week and hyped up that under so much. And it would have hit if they hadn't gone to goddamn overtime. And immediately scored two touchdowns. That was crushing. But this game, 31 and a half points. The obvious thing here is you have two of the best defenses in college football. And two of the worst offenses on God's green earth. Number six and number 12 in scoring defense, Iowa and Kentucky number 105 and 123 in scoring offense. That's not a fact. It's not an opinion that they have great defenses and terrible offenses. That is just fact. And let's the thing that happens in all these games, neither of these teams has their starting quarterback. Will Levis is going off to the NFL. Do you like him as an NFL guy? I think I
0: like him. I don't know if I love him. I think that uh, he's got the arm talent. I think a lot of people are going to like him. the big-armed quarterback coming out of Kentucky. I think people were making comparisons to Josh Allen recently. I think that's a little rich. I don't think he's in the class of quarterbacks that are Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, but talented NFL player.
3: So a great talent who still was on a team that did not crack the top 100 in scoring. Even, (laughs) even, That's how bad this Kentucky offense was. They didn't have the wide receivers. They didn't have their offensive line. Had him struggling all day, every day. He is not playing. They are with their backup, Kaya Sharon. I actually forgot to look up his pronunciation, but let's go with that. He was quarterback in one game this year. They lost 24 to 14 to South Carolina. And then for Iowa, this horrible offense that we talked about because of how bad it was so many times with Spencer Petrus. Spencer Petrus could not do a damn thing. Spencer Petrus loves throwing interceptions. He is injured. The backup, Alec Padilla transferring away from Iowa. Can you imagine how bad Iowa's offense is going to be with not their bad first-string quarterback, not their bad second-string quarterback, but their third-string quarterback is going to be playing this game against Kentucky's backup quarterback and good defense? It's... How are they going to score points? I... I think the under is in play, even though it is the lowest total in college football history. Are I you? To bet it. <laughs> you refuse. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Don't bring this into your life. It's bad. It's for we're bad people for talking about it. No, no. I was going to say I refuse to bet the
0: the over. I, I think that oh! I have to. I, 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 I,
3: I have let's to let's take go. the under here
0: because you, you, you also didn't. So Will us obviously out. You also mentioned their top running back, Chris Rodriguez, won't play in this game. He's declaring uh-huh. it for the NFL draft. So no Rodriguez, no no Rodriguez, no Levis on one of the worst scoring offenses in college football. And then you're down to your third string quarterback. You're, you're down to your third string quarterback for literally the worst scoring offense in football. It is going to be a slog. There is no music going to be played in the Music City Bowl. It is going <laughs> yeah. to be a they rough, rough scene.
3: They won't play the fight song once. They're just going to be sitting there. No touchdowns, no first downs. There's no reason for any music there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: government, I, the the government is using this game and the viewership of this game to send letters to people to stop gambling. It is going to be like literal like gambling self help. They're going to ask the, the cable companies
3: who. <laughs> who was watching this game? Who watched this? Who
0: did <laughs> they're gonna, this? What? They're going to
3: break. The stormtroopers are going to break down my door and tell me that I have a problem. I, I unbelievably, Iowa is uh, favored in this game with their third string quarterback. I guess the idea is that how much worse can it be? Yeah. And I think it can be worse.
0: But it that's just my personal belief. I, 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 I I'll, I'll raise this. I know it can be worse. I, <laughs> I know it can be worse. And I think we're going to see, um, uh, a, a, tough, a tough side here. So I was like,
3: I was like, watch this game if you want to flush 2022 and enter the year on a new high, to like like get everything bad of the past. And you're saying it could get worse.
0: It can. It can and it will. It can and a, it will.
3: A lovely message from your friends at the Ringer Gambling Show.
0: Last game we'll preview real quickly because we spent some time on that, that 31 and a half point total there. Iowa, Kentucky. I, <laughs> I was just stunned. I'm stunned that you're able to get right now. Alabama minus three and a half, even money against Kansas State. It's plus 100 on Vandal. Money is getting dumped on Kansas State to get that number to three. Total set at 54 and a half. Bama is missing a ton of players. Unlikely, Bryce Young plays. Unlikely, Will Anderson plays. Unlikely, a bunch of players don't play. For Kansas State, to me, there are going to be players that aren't playing that are declaring for the NFL draft, but the players in this game are like, we get a shot at Bama. And I think they're going to be up for this game. I think that's why there's money being poured on Kansas State. I like Kansas State in this one, as much as I am surprised that Alabama you can get is just a three and a half point favorite even money. I think the money is right to back Kansas State. I think they have more to play for to beat Bama to beat Saban. And at what's going to be uh, an Alabama team that very rarely is resting starters this time of year, but is going to going to be obviously not resting starters, but like without starters because of you know player opt outs and those things.
3: I mean, we. Again, it's it's sort of a thing where you get to decide how you feel about this because Alabama has not missed the college football playoff very often at all. You know, under Nick Saban, if you look at times that they weren't playing in the national championship game or they aren't playing in the college football playoff, you know, they could lose. You know, they lost the Sugar Bowl to Utah back in 2009. They lost the sugar bowl to Oklahoma in 2014. When they're in these sort of and that's straight up, that's not even, that's not even including the spread. When you start, you know, when you put a team that all they think about is national championship, national championship, national championship in a game like this, you know, the results can be a little bit disappointing. And uh, the, the question of who's gonna play in the game. It is big because when Alabama had to play Jalen Milro during the season, their offense took a huge step. They did not look like a very effective offense without Bryce Young.
0: Man, I'm uh I, I think that there was a comment from the Kansas State athletic
3: director that said, I'm kind of hoping half the Alabama team sits out at the Sugar Bowl. Eds. <laughs> you think about that, how how often does Kansas State get a chance? to play Alabama never Alabama not going to schedule that game in the regular season mm-hmm. and you're you're riding off of the big 12 championship that got you into this game and it's a chance to make program history for you and what is it for Alabama it's nothing for Alabama it's, it's a disappointment and they did I... a few years ago they they missed uh, the bowl game and they uh, or sorry they missed the college football playoff in 2019 and they did beat Michigan 35-16. Like they showed up for that game. So they have done that before. But I I think you're right to take a chance on the underdog in a game that Alabama has not so much interest in winning.
0: It's uh I will say there is something to play for for Saban. It's and it's that the last time we saw him on a national stage, he was campaigning. For why the Bama should be in the college football playoff, and I, what I think is, we never got a chance to talk about this. One of the most most embarrassing passes I've ever seen Nick Saban displayed, and then he's like, who? "Oh, dude." He essentially was like, "Of the teams that are going to go in, who would be favored?" It's like, "Brother, you've lost twice. as an outright favorite against bad football teams." And like, I don't know, man. That was a tough look. That was a tough look for Saban. That was a tough look.
3: Yeah, he was. He was on. He was on every TV show. He was trying to get on the Ringer Gambling Show, but we were like, no, nah, we're...
0: We couldn't we're, do it. We didn't want nah, to put we, him through we that. Didn't have,
3: we did have a slot for you. We got to talk about the Iowa-Kentucky uh, money line. <laughs> or Iowa-Kentucky. Uh,
0: I don't <laughs> understand. I ne- There were some Alabama fans, because I mentioned it was embarrassing and pathetic, kind of for saving. I, I, there were some Alabama fans like, what do you want him to do? It's like, shut up. You lost. What do you mean? Like I don't know what you... I don't, like, campaigning? There should be no such thing. No such thing. No one should ever have to, quote-unquote, campaign to get into the college football playoff, the best teams go in. That's it. There's no well, campaigning it shit.
3: It didn't work. So maybe next time, he could just relax.
0: Maybe next time. Well, Roger, this has been fantastic. I think the game I'm most looking forward to now is on New Year's Eve, uh, where we talk a little Isla, Kentucky. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, until next time, Austin Gale, Roger Sherman, Raheem the Dream to start, Stefan Anderson, our producer, the winger. Yeah.